TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Way back and gone! Touch them all! It's Touch Them All. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed saying Touch Them All. A drive to right center field. Deep to the gap. Buxton flying around the bases. The ball stays in the park, and Buxton will score on a double. The Twins got a break when the double hit the top of the fence on the first bounce. And the go-ahead run produced by Buxton and Rosario. Oh, that that feels good. Baseball. Oh, man. Baseball highlights. A little foreshadowing for uh, a talker we're going to dive into. Yes, sir. As well. And it is Touch Em All on Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com. I'm Rami Makloff. There's Phil Mackey. We're here in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And Derek Wetmore, our Twins reporter. He is live from Twin Spring Training down in Florida. What's what's the uh, what's it looking like down there in Florida, Derek? Well, I got the window closed because it's rainy today. Aww. Just sort of a dreary day in Fort Myers. Oh, you know, lucky for the Twins, all they had scheduled for today was uh, physical exams. So they should be able to get through that just fine. What did you indoors. have scheduled for today? Is this messing with Derek Wetmore's plans at all? No, no. In fact, I did not have to break out the sunscreen. So any day I can avoid that is a good day down here. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, Derek usually bathes in SPF 1000 before he goes anywhere outside of I get that. Walls. I get that. Uh, no offense to Derek, but I've seen his complexion. It doesn't seem, right. to, it doesn't seem to agree with the sun. Fun fact, to Phil, one least. thing I heard is that uh, anything beyond SPF 30, you're kind of just wasting your time. You should actually focus that attention and energy uh, really? into reapplying your SPF 30. Yeah, I think that's sort of the cutoff point. And honestly, I haven't seen that study recently, so it's just a made-up fun fact, but I'm going to go with it. It sounds pretty good. Okay. Do you wear a sun hat? Do you wear one of those giant... Oh, baby, do I wear a sun hat? <laughs> Rami, I've got a bucket hat that I've been wearing since... <laughs> Well, for sure since college, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll have to show it to you at the studio sometime. Okay. Any <laughs> any twins observations? Has there been anything to observe since you got there? I know, and it, they're the four, four most beautiful words in the English language. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Pitchers and catchers report that happened. That happened today, right? That Officially? is today. That's they're mm. reporting for mm. their physicals. I don't so, care. Okay. More specifically, yeah. have you been able to watch any of the physicals? Or is- <laughs> <laughs> no, I opted out of that one. Okay. I made sure to get that opt out in my. Contract. They say turn your head and cough, and there's Derek standing there. <laughs> Taking notes. Oh, I'm sorry. You were talking to Nelson Cruz. <laughs> oh, you didn't mean me. Why no, is that I, guy standing in the corner? That's weird. With a notepad. Is he rolling I, on this conversation? And what's with the bucket hat? Does he know he's inside? Um, I'll tell you what, guys. I was hanging out. Um, I heard where they were going to be doing their physicals. Not that I was in there, but camped out watching for Manny Machado. And so far today, it's uh, 2.03 here, Florida time. So far today, no Manny Machado sightings. I'll keep you posted if I learn more. Yeah, please do. Actually, we're going to get into a little a little reckless Manny Machado speculation. Right. Reckless speculation. Is that Rami? Did you just that was like, dive right yeah, in there? Wow. I did. I know. You're, you are integrating I'm well. trying to pick up things around here. <laughs> Uh, But there is a story here. I believe Lavelli Neal III was tweeting about this a couple days ago. But but the Twins are on the verge of locking up some of their young team control players to contract extensions that will carry them through their team control and maybe even into free agency. So, A, Derek, just initial thoughts on this report that came out. And then, B, I think we should all play Twins general manager. Let's all have Rami Falvey. 
uh, uh, Derek Levine, and then I don't know who. Maybe I'm Phil Anthony or something. <laughs> and and then we can go through like who would we trust to lock up, or who would we look to lock up for the next few years as young players. But when you saw that report, what came to mind, Derek? The first person that I thought of was Barreos, Jose Barreos. There, uh, young ace I'd call him an ace he's sort of that borderline but all-star last year no signs of slowing down I mean I just think he's one of the guys that you could bet on and we certainly talk more about this as the show unfolds but he's the first name that I thought like knee-jerk reaction when I saw the report from the Star Tribune and then our friend Doogie actually on his podcast The Scoop had a couple twins notes I always love it when Doogie leads with the twins notes because I'm just I'm right there for that um, he had not only Barrios, but also Eddie Rosario as a guy that he'd expect. And and I think he said that you could expect one or both of those by the end of the week. I'm not so sure about that. I just haven't I haven't uh, gotten the full update from both sides. But those are the two to watch. Um, I have five guys that I would extend right now. But in terms of the news value of the day, I think those would be the two names that we have to toss out first. So you would you, would you give a six or a seven year contract to Williams Astadio to buy out his Dude, his arbitration? I'd give him ten season. years. Ten? Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable in that. <laughs> I might I might I might go more towards seven, but yeah. Some sad news. Not sad. I mean, maybe that's overselling it. Astadio's not here yet, guys. Um, last year, Asadio was the last player to report to Twins Camp, if memory serves. He had some visa issues, and so yeah, it's sort of a serious deal. But Asadio is on his way. He's trying to get to Fort Myers, but so far, he's the only one uh, getting tied up with, with visa issues once again this year. So he's he's a late report, and I have not seen Williams Asadio. I'm keeping my eyes open for two guys, Williams and Manny Machado, okay, so far, if, no sightings. If you're him, don't you just walk up to TSA and or whoever the agency would be and just show them the bat flip video from your walk-off home run <laughs> in the Winter League? So listen, I, I, listen, I don't have paperwork, but I've got this bat flip video that I've I want been, to show you guys. I've been rounding the bases <laughs> since. So we, that, I'm, if you I'm sorry I'm late. They wouldn't want you to leave the country. No, man, you're staying here. <laughs> I don't know. I think that it's... Uh, We'll see. I hope that it resolves itself quickly for his case, for the Twins' case, and, of course, for my good friend Rami Makloff. But I think that uh, you know, if you're talking about only one concern at the beginning of spring training, that's it right now for the Twins is that a guy they think has a shot to make the rosters not here yet, and it's a visa problem. Uh, so, so the four names I wrote down... And I don't know if the Twins are going to look to extend all four of these guys. I know they're, they're certainly picking from this pool and maybe a couple others, but of of players under team control haven't hit free agency yet, have a few years left of team control at least, and uh, and and the Twins may have interest. Barrios, Rosario would be in that mix. Byron Buxton uh, would technically be in that mix, and Miguel Sano would also technically be in that mix. The one that intrigues me the most is if you could buy low on Byron Buxton, if you could sort of leverage. Listen, man, we know things haven't gone well for you, and and you've had three years of stop and start, and you've had a 1,000 at-bats, and you haven't gotten going yet. We still think you can be valuable for a long time, and so we're going to we're gonna put some money where our mouths are. We're going to lock you up into free agency. Maybe you lock him up for four or five years, and you buy out a couple of years of free agency, but at a huge discount compared to what it could be if he breaks out in 2019. So I would love to know what that conversation's like because you're dealing with where he's at right now, the reality of him not being a very good player overall, 
and a guy who's been struggling and stopping starting. And then the gap between that and what he could be if he reached his full potential and how much money that would be worth, which is $15, $20, 25000000 million a year. I would approach him and I would take a gamble on buying low on a guy who could be maybe your best player if he clicks in 2019. What do you guys think? I think there are two sides to every negotiation. And if I'm Byron Buxton, probably don't want that contract extension right now. If I believe in myself as a you know, borderline star in this league, and I know that Byron does, gosh, I'm I'm just not cashing in my chips right now. I'm gonna play a couple more hands of blackjack and see if I can hit it big before signing that um you know, sort of that Jose Ramirez extension from the Indians. We can talk about that as a comp, but for for you to sign five, six years and give up some of your free agency and just basically say, well, okay, I'm rich now, so it's fine, you could be costing yourself legitimately tens of millions of dollars down the road. And if I'm if I'm a guy like Buck and I'm confident in myself, I'd let it play out on the field before I try to get something in, in ink. Yeah, when I saw that report, I mean, the first the first two names that popped into my head because they are hopefully the future of this franchise were Sano and Buxton and and my thought was there's there's three what three three ways to go with this one have you seen enough from these guys that you would that you would want to invest in them beyond this upcoming year two i go okay if i do invest in them maybe i can buy low because they haven't really reached their their potential yet and and have been somewhat disappointing to this stage in their careers so maybe I can buy low and and have these guys at a bargain if they do flourish and and reach their potential. But then three, I go is is what Derek just said, which is will they sell low? Will will, right. will, will those guys want to gamble on themselves and play out this year and go into arbitration next year or go into contract negotiations next year about some sort of extension that buys out the rest of their arbitration, or would they? take the security and less money because of falling short of expectations to this point and and take that extension right now. Yeah. If they would take it right now and you can buy low on these guys, that's very intriguing to me because so, it, it it won't it it won't submarine your franchise. Yeah, and, and and front offices never enter these discussions with with the mind of okay, well, we'll just pay whatever, right? It's it's always a team-friendly proposition. Otherwise, they wouldn't approach you because they could just pay you $500,000 here couple million dollars in arbitration. So the, the teams are looking to pay you a little extra money than you would get in arbitration for the exchange of, okay, you get you get security just in case this doesn't go well. And even if you get injured, you still get a bunch of money. But then you wind up with cases like Evan Longoria with the Tampa Bay Rays, who I believe is still on that contract he signed before he wound up uh, hitting free agency. Evan Longoria... Signed a deal. Was it? Is this is this correct? A a fifteen year contract. Is that correct on Baseball Reference? That can't be right. A hundred forty. I remember a long term deal, but that that can't be right. Um, he signed a contract. I think it is. He signed a contract back in like two thousand eight that paid him all the way through into his mid thirties. Is this Bobby Bonilla or is this Evan Longoria? No, and he's scheduled to make fourteen million dollars this year with the Giants. Now you're getting to the point where Evan Longoria might just be making a ton of money. Uh. You know, past his prime ages, but I think you have to balance oh it my out. God, if yeah. you if you want to bet on yourself, if you're Byron Buxton, you don't sign that contract. He signed right? through 2023. Yes, till he's about 37 or 38 years old. Um, so he forfeited being able to make 15 or 20 million dollars a year in his peak years, but he also got life changing money 
before he did anything in the major leagues. And that's, but that, the, that's the balance you have if you're a Byron Buxton. I thought that was a re-up, Phil. I thought that he signed one when he came up to the big leagues as like, I don't know how, how many years it was. But then this this bigger extension, which hearing 15 years even shocks me, but that that was signed when he was coming up on free agency after that first contract. Not here. here's a minor leaguer that we're going to give 15 years and $150 million. To. I, I thought there were two different deals. I'm saying six years, $100 million. That, that sounds like his first deal in 2017. So okay, so his initial deal then ran through about 2017 when he was 31 years old, and when he was one of the best players in baseball, he was making six, seven, eleven million dollars instead of 15 or 20 is what it is what it the, would have amounted to. Would he to. have signed that like after his rookie year? Because the, the Rays went to the World Series his rookie year, right? In 08? Yes. Yep. And then did he sign that that first contract, the first big contract after that? Then somewhere in there, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, he, in '09 he was still only making five hundred fifty thousand. Two thousand ten he was making nine hundred fifty thousand. Then it jumped to two and a half million in twenty eleven. Okay. I love how like these first world problems of do I want to make seven million and play it safe or should I hold out for fifteen? Yeah, but like, think how about many it the extra other cars do I need? Yeah, but the billionaire owners who's employing this guy is saying, like, eh, do I want to give him 50% revenue, or do you think we could get away with, like, 42 <laughs> Of course. Yeah, I mean, like, pe- people get mad at the players for holding out and asking for more money. Gosh, in recent years, guys, I've just really flipped and been pro-player in this argument of, yeah, he's underpaid. Yes, pay him. Um, the Longoria one is the a classic example of it's. I looked it up here. On uh, baseball perspective, six years and seventeen and a half million dollars before he'd really debuted. That's that was like the earth-shattering news of oh my gosh, you just signed a minor leaguer to a six-year deal. Later on, once he'd established, you know, he's a star player. The Rays went to a World Series. Like okay, that's then you re-up with your stars. And I think just to bring it back to the Twins, I think that. We're still too early on the Byron Buxton, Miguel Sano. I'd absolutely extend them right now, but if I'm their respective agents, I don't want any business, I don't want any part of those contract negotiations right now because I'm just not in a position of of leverage. I don't have a spot of power versus, you know, fast forward this thing eight, nine months. If Byron Buxton puts together the season that the Twins are hoping he does, that six years, $20 million or whatever will look like absolute peanuts and that's the spot that i would love to be in if i was his agent same goes for sano if he hits 30 home runs stays on the field plays third base all year he's a much more valuable player than what we view him now which is a overweight corner bat who can't stay healthy for a full season but if if you look at it from the twin standpoint and their agents are willing to engage in those talks you would do that I would absolutely well, sit down at the table but, with those two guys and try to get it done. Because well, what's this the downside, too, Derek? If you're if you're Byron Buxton's agent right now, you're not feeling super confident that he's going to make your he, that he's going to make your next ten years with commission, right? I mean, if you're Byron Buxton, you're definitely hopeful. You got a client. You're it's it's uh, optimism reigns. If you're, take if you're it, Byron man. Buxton's agent, I'd take it at this point. But if but if someone offered you as Byron Buxton's agent, listen, man. We're gonna we're just gonna we're gonna lowball you here a little bit, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a forty million dollar chunk of pie, and you get X percent of it. I think you're probably signing up for that at this nah, point after watching no. him the last few years. No, I don't think so because you've got this fiduciary responsibility to your oh, client BS. to get the big deal. <laughs> no, man, that's what this that's the game. You're trying to get. I don't want forty million dollars if I'm Buxton's agent. I want to hold off. I want to see what Bryce gets. I want to see what Manny gets. Let that market set a little bit. Next year, I'd love to see what Nolan Arenado gets and or, 
you know, Mike Trout and Mookie Betts going forward. Not that he's in that class of player, but if you know what the ceiling is, you can try to maximize that as much, and you could be talking about, you know, not just a couple tens of millions of dollars, but maybe a hundred million dollars and more. I, I think that every player in the game right now is looking around and seeing what other guys are signing, kind of comparing themselves as a measuring stick and trying to see, like, yeah, a couple years when I hit free agency, that's what I can expect too. All right. Let's shift gears when we come back here to a touch them all. We've got Rami, we've got Manny, we've got Derek down in uh, Fort Myers right now for the next few weeks. And you can find all of our twin shows, including the all new and wildly popular Five Thoughts podcast that dropped <laughs> yes, last Friday. That's right. All of our twin shows are searchable on the Score North Twins feed. It's very easy to find. If you subscribe to podcasts on Apple, all you have to do, and if you're if you're already have been subscribed to Touch Em All and you're wondering what happened to it, we just flipped the feed to Score North Twins where you can find Five Thoughts, Touch Em All, and we have a couple other shows that we're going to launch uh, by twin season. But when we come back here, gentlemen, a study about Manny Machado and the Twins? Science. Interesting. Science. That's what that is. Uh, we'll dive into that on Touch Em All from the TCL Studios. It's the all-new Score North on 1500. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Hey, it's Adam Carolla of the Adam Carolla Show, and guess what? We're coming up on our 10-year anniversary. My God, podcast, or as my dad would call it, a podcast, around for 10 years. And you can hear us at Podcast One or any place you enjoy your podcast. Thanks in advance. Listen, Minnesota sports. Score North. Another one, two from Zabatka. He gets a fastball and yanks it in the air. Deep down the left field line. It's gone. Manny Machado breaks it open with a three-run shot. I'm going to say the Orioles radio network. No, that was... Damn it, uh, Manny. That was Gus Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, sure the, down, it's uh, Gus Johnson. I'm not sure on the play-by-play man, but that was uh, Manny Machado hitting a home run against the Braves in the LDS okay. on FS1. So, And then trying to stomp on a first baseman's Achilles tendon, probably. <laughs> probably, right? yeah. yeah. I've seriously or just like spearing been, him or something. I've been wrong for every credit I've tried to give to a highlight <laughs> this whole week, so let's just keep that trend going. It's Touch Em All on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. I'm Rami. You heard Phil and Manny. We have Derek Wetmore down at uh, Twins Camp in Fort Myers, Florida, and you can find Derek's musings on the Minnesota Twins at scorenorth.com, including one he posted uh, just this morning, 7.32 a.m., which is way too early in the morning, Derek. New study, Manny Machado would take Twins to a World Series. (laughs) Yes. What study is this, and what kind of magic are we talking about here, Derek Wetmore? First of all, you guys like the headline? I do. (laughs) I do. Yeah, I uh, you like got was, me to click. Yeah, I felt like I was writing for I don't know. Uh, anyway, I probably shouldn't criticize publications. <laughs> uh, new study: Manny Machado could take Twins to a World Series. No, no, yeah, I was not five. could would no, would would absolutely. Yes, that's more definitive. You're right. So mm-hmm. I I dug into a column on 538.com by uh, Neil Payne, who we've talked about on the show before, and they did a like an interesting little simulation or experiment they took uh in conjunction with it's like out out of the park 
baseball. It's like a simulation baseball game where, hey, what would happen if we did this and ran it a thousand times? Or mm-hmm. what ha- what happens if this team, this current Twins twenty five man roster, takes the field? Let's f- let's fake run this whole season like you do in a video game uh, a billion times. What happens? What's the likely outcome? Uh, well, for this Twins team, you might say it's about five hundred. And they added uh, Manny Machado to several different teams. They added Bryce Harper to several different teams. So what would this look like if Bryce goes to the Dodgers and Manny goes to the Twins? What does that look like? What does that play out? And what they found in their simulations for as much weight as you want to put behind this thing, take it for what it's worth, they said that if Manny signed with the Twins on a five-year deal, they would average more than 90 wins a season over the course of those, and it would culminate in a World Series appearance. And in the year 2021, they were very wow. specific about this. Wow. So, in the year twins. <laughs> if you want to go to bit. the World Series, twins, you can't guarantee that you're going to win it, but you can get there. You sign Manny Machado to a rich five year deal, maybe put some options at the end of that thing, and uh, yeah, count your. Country World Series as basically in the bag. Now all you got to do is go out and build a team that can win it. So okay, hold on. So he so you said 2021 is when the Twins would win the World Series. That's no, I wouldn't say that. They would go. They would go to that. the and World I'm just sharing Series. That to the World Series. Okay. Yes. Who would win the World Series over them? Does it go that granular in 2021? I'm reading through it here. Is it the team that Bryce Harper signs with? <laughs> no, well, they did Sign say if both. Bryce Harper signs with the Dodgers, you can basically kiss the next five World Series goodbye because <laughs> they're all going to Chavez Ravine. Uh, no, in I'm reading through the piece here, and it says, um, in his five years in Minnesota, including a World Series berth in 2021, but he would also... This is they they injected the perfect amount of Minnesota sports pessimism in this projection. Say World Series birth in 2021, but he would also opt out of that contract as early as possible, moving on to sign a massive deal with the Giants. Such is the way of Minnesota sports. That's so specific. Not only really not only he'll opt out of the contract, but they know which team he'd go to in this alternate reality. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a funny and interesting multiverse that they've set up here. But as I mentioned in the column too, don't forget we are currently operating. We are recording this, uh, you know, Twins baseball show, the Touch 'Em All, on Score North. We are recording this in this universe, and in this universe, Manny Machado is not signing with the Twins this year, nor is Bryce Harper. So let's chalk it up to a fun thought experiment. But in this universe, which is, I guess sort of a parallel universe, the one that I'm about to go into. Those guys are both still available. And there's a report from from uh, Bob Nightingale, USA Today, that came out on KMBR. It was actually just him doing a radio appearance on KMBR talking about Bryce Harper to the Giants. And he said the Giants are the leader in the clubhouse. And their offer right now is in that five or six year range for Bryce Harper. And there might be other teams that have gone more years and maybe a little bit more money, but the Giants are willing to go maybe more money on a per-year basis. And we don't know what the, the offers are for Machado, but one has to think that they're not 10-year offers at this point. If, if those guys have been sitting on 10-year offers and it's halfway into February, I would be shocked. So if the price to play poker is six years, seven years, and probably in that $30 million range, that doesn't scare me for either of those players. Like, what is the downside? Okay, so Manny Machado gets a little frisky at first base sometimes and might be a little bit 
Maybe he's a little bit of a weird clubhouse guy. Okay, but he's awesome at baseball, and he will be in his prime for the next five seasons. I don't understand, even in, in today's you know smart front office world where they're not doling out bad contracts anymore, I don't think there is a bad contract when you're talking about these two guys into their early 30s. I don't even Am think, I wrong? I don't even think Manny Machado is a bad clubhouse guy. I mean, his his teammates in Baltimore loved him. And, and for the short time that he had in Los Angeles, all indications were his teammates in Los Angeles also loved him. The, the thing with Manny Machado is, one, he's brash, he's got bravado, and that rubs some people the wrong way in the baseball world. I never had a problem with it. The one thing I do have a problem with, he seems to maybe be a dirty player. Like, he's out there trying to hurt guys sometimes, and that's that's not something I can just look the other way on. That being said, he's a guy I'd bring into my clubhouse and say, hey, that's that crap stops now. We're, we're not that type of club. That stops right now. When, when we first started talking about me coming to work here a few months back, I started following what you guys were doing a little bit closely, as, as one should when they're trying to get work somewhere, and I saw Derek Wetmore putting out thoughts of the twins should be in on Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. And yeah. I was like, this Wetmore guy is kind of wacky. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Have you changed your opinion? Like, I'm second thinking, I'm yeah. second guessing this whole thing. This is like hardcore <laughs> drug movement at 1500. But, and, and if it's a 10 year deal, Derek, you are kind of wacky. But if, mm-hmm. if we're talking, the thing you didn't see my take on the, I, that I would instantly give a 10 year, $300 million contract. And I said this in August, I would have Manny turned Machado. down your offer, but <laughs> <laughs> but not, but where we are now with these guys seemingly listening to offers in the in the four five six year range, that's I've come around to Derek's way of thinking. I, I, and Derek, I don't know if you were talking about a ten year deal when you started when you started putting that stuff out there. But if it's a four five six year deal, that's that's something that if I'm the twins. I can swallow that because you're getting these guys age 26 to 30, 31, 32. There isn't a huge risk of of drop off or or their careers going in in a in a completely different direction and you're not really handcuffing your franchise by any means beyond the next 4 or 5 years and you have this young core coming up who you would think if even even if they do reach all their potential and, and hit their ceilings, they'll be relatively cheap as far as as far as baseball salaries go. That takes some of the brunt away from from what you would have to pay a Machado or a Harper. I don't know why the Twins wouldn't be in on these guys if 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 the price really has not necessarily the price, but the years have come down in their demands to four, five, and six years. That's something that the Twins can do, I think. Or is it is it as simple as, well, a lot of teams, in fact, 18 teams, I'm making this number up, are in for a six-year contract to Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, and they have, and they have just said, listen, there's about 15 of you teams that I'm just not going to play for. If all things are equal and the Giants are willing to offer the same money as the Twins, then Twins, stop calling me, right? I mean, that's, that's a distinct possibility. Sure, but I'm making that call. I'm picking up the phone. I'm kicking the tires on that thing for sure and finding out if there's any chance of, of, of me getting in that car. For, I mean, I, that that never hurts to 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 explore and, and find out if you may be in the running for a guy like one of these two. And I feel like if, and I, and I understand, you know, a year ago the circumstances were a little bit different and maybe Derek and Thad were looking at the outlook of the team a little bit differently last year than they were now, but... If they were going to give you Darvish 
five and what was the offer? Five and five and a hundo at least. Five, five yeah. and a hundred. I mean, and that was for a thirty-one-year-old starting pitcher. That's only going to help you thirty times a year if he's healthy. And then, of course, it turned out he wasn't healthy. But I mean, for a guy that's going to play every day and he's twenty-six years old, just probably just now entering his prime. I'd be in on that. Yeah. Hey, Derek, did, add, did 538 yeah, run any simulations for when the Twins signed Craig Kimbrell to a three-year, $45 million deal or no? <laughs> no, that okay. uh, was not that was not broached because that also is not happening. If I'm Craig Kimbrell, I'm saying no thank you to 3-45. and 45. Yeah, well, I cut you off before you gave your actual thought there. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, let's run back to this simulation real quick, and, and I'll answer... There are two paths we could go down, and I'd like to explore both of them. One is, why wouldn't the Twins be in on one of these guys? I actually have the answer for that. But let me ask the room. This is for Manny, Rami, and Phil. I think I, I think this is just an interesting, a fascinating way that 538 dug into it. If you told me today, you sign Manny, give him a five-year deal, and you will win 90 games on average over the next five years, and... I guarantee you'll go to a World Series. I can't guarantee what will happen. Do you take that deal oh, yeah, right now? Uh, yes. Oh my God. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Ronnie? Without hesitation. Yeah. And it no doesn't. Doubt. And it doesn't prevent you from doing other things with your roster too, because the Twins right now. And again, I, I just to to clarify a position here. I understand why the Twins want to wait on hitting the gas pedal. I I understand their logic. I think Derek Falvey and Thad Levine are two very sharp front office guys. I think mm-hmm. the Twins are in great hands. So I understand their logic. If it were me, I would be more aggressive. And maybe they have been aggressive behind the scenes in certain areas, and we just don't know. But if you look at what the Twins owe beyond 2019, outside of some arbitration and some internal, I mean, obviously, if you want to bring of uh, uh, Kyle Gibson back, well, it's going to have to be on a multi-year contract. And, you know, if there's so there's... There's certain players, if you want them back, you're going to either have to pay a lot in arbitration or bring them back on multi-year deals. But they don't have any bad contracts on their books right now. And some of the guys out there, even Craig Kimbrell, if the if the numbers are right, three years, $45 million, well, I don't know, he's in his early 30s. Let's say that contract lights on fire. You're fine still. You're yeah. fine. It's not like you have three other Albatross contracts a few years ago. The Twins had twenty, what, twenty-three million dollar Joe Maurer. They had fifteen million dollar Phil Hughes. They had thirteen million dollar Ricky Nolasco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Irvin Santana serving an eighty-game suspension under contract for thirteen or fourteen million dollars. <laughs> they couldn't do anything if they were, you know, if if if, if the glass ceiling was was what it was, one hundred twenty million dollars or whatever they had internally marked. They don't have those bloated bad contracts anymore, so they can they can afford. To take a couple chances here. Also, the the free agent market in Major League Baseball has has come back to team to franchises like the Twins, and we don't know how long this is going to last. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. this hesitance of teams to throw out big money or throw out <laughs> longer term deals. We don't know how long that's going to last before Major League Baseball teams go back to throwing out crazy money. It's it's going to happen like any other market. It booms and it busts. Right now, the market has come back to franchises and markets like the Twins and the Twin Cities where they can play with the big boys. Mm -hmm. They can get into these discussions 
for some of these players. I say strike now while the opening is there rather than waiting <laughs> and who, three, four years from now yeah. or, or when, whenever it might be that, that Falvey and Levine are ready to strike. The free agent market might be a whole different landscape where teams are back to throwing around silly money and long-term deals that the Twins will never be able to compete with. Yeah. And that, well, and, well, you're right about that, Rami. I just was laughing at the unintentional play on words that the Twins could either strike now or they could wait for the strike that's coming in a couple of years exactly. after the CBA yeah. is up. Right. See, that, that's what that's what was going to be my deal was I wonder if so many of these teams are just – are they anticipating that there's going to be a work stoppage in – What's, oh, the, yeah. what's the CBA up? 2020? Yeah. And, and that, that nobody really wants to go in on any deals right now because they're so worried That's about what, what scares me, what, man. What that, what that work stoppage is going to look like and what That's kind of impact what it's going to have. You start talking about a Bryce Harper at five years on $150 million, and I'm sorry. If he has to settle for that, that is a ripoff deal for the player and his agent. Think of his agent whatever you want to. That's a terrible deal for the player, a win for baseball owners. And I think the players would look at that and say, like, yeah, if this guy at 26 can't get bigger money than this, it's time to, you know, take advantage of the fact that we're unionized and consider a work stoppage here. It's possible that this is headed that way, and that kind of scares me. Uh, Adam chimes in here on Twitter, and you can tweet at any of our shows, at Score North, S-K-O-R North. We are at Score North on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and, and even Twitch. Would you guys rather have Dallas Keuchel or Craig Kimbrell? And just to put parameters on the question, let's say both are three-year contracts and both are for, I don't know, $15 million a year. Would you rather have the dominant reliever or the sometimes dominant starter? Dallas Keuchel is not... I don't think Dallas Keuchel is the, the true ace in the uh, you know Justin Verlander sense. He's more of a sinker, ground ball kind of a guy, but he's also been really good at that for about five or six years. I think I'm going with Kimbrel. I think you that's, that's an arm that you can use m- most days out of the bullpen who completely changes the way you can handle your entire pitching staff. I think the ripple effect from Kimbrell and what he can do for your team is much greater than what Dallas Keuchel can do, and especially when you consider Keuchel's age as a starting pitcher. Yep, I I agree. I think it's more risky because both guys are... Keuchel's 31, Kimbrell is, I think, 30, 30, 31. They're about the same age. I think the risk is higher for Dallas Keuchel in terms of injury and attrition, and I agree with Rami. I I wouldn't mind either one of them in a Twins uniform, but I would take the dominant reliever. Derek? I'm Keuchel. I think that if you've got that solid load of innings that you get through a full season with, and then you count on somebody to start for you in October, because either one of those deals would be with an eye towards October, not necessarily through the six-month grind. I think that you'd like him starting that game, and I just consider, too, who he's replacing. Like I, Craig Kimbrell knocks down who's your seventh-best reliever, I, whoever. He, he replaces one of the optionable relievers at the back end of the pen. You cut down some of your flexibility there. The Twins love to cycle through optionable arms. And then Keiko replaces, like, Martin Perez slash Adalberto Mejia, on and on down that list. I think he upgrades your rotation enough to make you uh, still, still short of the Indians in my mind, but getting a lot closer. Yeah, I'm kind of with Derek. I, I I would love to have both of those guys yeah. <laughs> on the Twins pitching staff. But I would probably lean Keuchel just because I think you could put him in that rotation and and it would put everybody else, probably with the exception of Barrios, down a slot. Yeah. Then, then, then maybe right. it makes Kyle Gibson, instead of your number two guy, 
Kyle Gibson's probably your number three guy, and then you look at a Kyle Gibson and say, yeah, because that's probably what you want Kyle Gibson to be on a good team is ideally like your number three starter, right? No, so and also too, I I feel like so many Twins fans, even before Twins Fest in January, just dismissed the off season that well, Twins gonna gonna do nothing. Could do nothing after they had already signed Jonathan Scope, who got MVP votes two years ago. Nelson Cruz, uh, CJ Cron is a good player. Like they already did things, and a large chunk of the fan base in January was whoa, well, wasted off season, right? <laughs> okay, they signed two or three players this time of year, even later last year. It wouldn't surprise me. Well, it would shock me if they landed Harper or Machado. Okay, that's that's just not happening. Fantasy, and we're just mm-hmm. recklessly speculating. It wouldn't shock me at all if they wound up with Dallas Keuchel or Craig Kimbrell. It wouldn't. Really? No. Me neither. Not one bit. They're not. Really? They're, 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 so they are not. If we're talking three-year contracts for either one of those guys, I can almost promise you the Twins have been sniffing around. But Phil, didn't you? I think it was it was either you or Derek who said that they are a little bit hesitant about bringing guys this late. In the off season into camp because of the way things played out with Lance Lynn last year, that yeah. they're a little they're a little gun shy for sure. Now Lance Lynn, Derek, didn't he come in in March? And, and that, that was, was a one-year aggressively deal, late, slightly different. I don't think I don't think he was that late because I think Lynn got here before Logan Morrison did. Okay, um, that one was aggressively late. It's like I felt like we were already playing games or something. They're like, oh well, here's a lefty hitting DH who you know mashed 38 homers last year. Let's just throw him into the mix. Do you have a fit? Uh, nope. We'll figure that out later. Um, that was the one that I kind of thought, oh, that's they're sort of on these mercenary contracts. Like, hey, we've got this team. Hey, you're a hired gun. We need you to just do this job. Um, I think that was the part that made them gun shy, Rami. But I, I don't know. I, we asked Derek Falvey about this earlier today. A group of media got to sit down and talk with the chief baseball officer and said, "Are you? Is this your roster?" And he kind of he always rebuffs the question because you're never really done building your roster. And he said, well, I told you guys last year that we don't turn off our phones and you all poked fun at me. And then what did we do two weeks later? That's when they got Anibal Sanchez and then later Lance Lynn and Logan Morrison. So he said the same thing again this year. We're not turning off our phones. He's answering his his literally his cell phone, texting and calling late into the night with other teams. And as much as you can chalk that up to cliché, the fact that the conversations are still ongoing means they're still pursuing upgrades on the twenty-five man roster. Yeah, uh, I, lo- I love I love questions like that. Is this is this? I mean, you have this to it? ask, I guess. But are you going to go after Bryce Harper? Yes, we. Act- I was just on the phone with him. <laughs> just got off the phone with Scott Boris. Yeah. It's funny you ask. <laughs> Scott says hi, by the way. <laughs> right, loves the show. Um, when we come back here in our final segment of Touch Them All, we got Rami, we got Derek Wetmore down in Fort Myers, Manny here, Phil Mackey. Two things, Keith Law's top Twins prospect list. He ranked his top prospects in baseball. We'll just kind of fly through who the Twins' current top prospects are. And I want to debut a new segment with you guys here, which we can kick out every week. The Random Twins Player of the Week, going back into the past. I like it. I like okay? it. Let's all right. do it. It's Touch em All on the all-new Score North on 1500. We know all the positions. Score North. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. Let's touch them all on Score North on 1500 and Scorenorth.com. Talking some twins, some baseball with you here in the winter months. I'm Rami Makloff. Phil Mackey here. Manny Hill, other side of the glass. 
And uh, Derek Wetmore, our Twins reporter, live from Fort Myers, Florida, for Twins spring training as pitchers and catchers reported today for physicals. And Derek, we've been talking about the uh, pie-in-the-sky notion that the Twins would get in on free agents like Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, but you wanted to bring those hopes all crashing down and tell us why indeed that will that will not happen yeah. those guys will not be wearing twins uniforms or even entertaining the idea of wearing twins we, uniforms. we tried to cut his mic from fort myers before he could buzz kill the whole discussion <laughs> but then he demanded he demanded, demanded the floor the here line. yeah rami they used to call me the wet blanket and i think behind my back they still do um no there's a to your face yeah that's true too <laughs> you're, that's a, true. you're a wet i should have mentioned that um no i just think look if those guys were even considering Minnesota, I think Minnesota is off of considering them. I said at the beginning of the winter that it would make all kinds of sense. Both great players, both young. Justin Verlander tweeted something the other day to the effect of, how even if you're rebuilding, how could you not want a Bryce Harper on your 25-man roster? He's 26. If you sign him to a 10-year deal, that's a pretty good place to start a rebuild. And I would agree with that. Um, Twins GM Thad Levine told a room full of Twins fans at Twins Fest, though, um, in late January that, no, that's, it's just not the, he, he hinted at this. I'm paraphrasing Levine, but to say this is not the right time for us to go after a superstar because they believe, and, and this I know from kind of digging around, they believe they're only going to have one of those superstar level contracts on their books at any one time. So the only reason, would you rather have Bryce Harper or Max Kepler? Yeah, I, I think that even the Twins would agree with you there. But would you rather have Bryce Harper or Manny Machado or look forward to next year's class? Nolan Arenado could be a superstar contract if his extension talks with Colorado don't pan out. Or you're beyond that. I think that Mike Trout has a free agent option and Mookie Betts will be a free agent in Boston. Like You can start to look down this list of superstars and your mouth starts to water a little bit. You mean I could have any one of those guys I want? Well, yeah, if they agree to come here and you still have the flexibility, but the only thing is you can't have two of them. So it's like they're caught in this spot of when is the right time to go get that superstar. And I just think if you look at the rest of their moves this winter, they've decided that this is not the time for that sort of throttle-down move. So, uh, not to be a buzzkill, but there you go. I know you guys uh, You guys like lists, unless, Rami, if you had a rebuttal for Derek's buzzkillington take there. No, he's probably right. Yeah, he probably is. Right? Yeah. It's fine. Okay, we'll put it to bed. It'll be the last time we talk about it before the season starts. I, mean, I don't know why we have to be realistic. but he's Unless probably, I see Manny. probably right. You guys, if I see Mr. Machado getting in line for his physical, I'll be the first to tweet it and report it to you guys. <laughs> really we'll excited. talk about it on... Uh, uh, Monday show. Derek Wetmore from outside the Twins physical room in uh, his open back <laughs> hospital Dude, gown. I'm I'm picturing sponsorship money just rolling in for that. Somebody's going to want that segment. <laughs> uh, we all like lists, don't we? Yes. You know, five thoughts is a is a list. It's a listicle on scorenorth.com that Derek writes. I have Keith Law's list of top prospects in the Twins organization. It's going to fly through this and. Derek has the best shot once we get past the first two to give us any clues on who some of these guys are and what they might mean to the franchise. But just want to fly through this and get your thoughts, all right? All right. So number one prospect in the Twins organization, the ninth overall prospect in baseball, according to Keith Law, Royce Lewis. Uh, Alex Kirloff is listed at number two, closely behind Royce Lewis. He's the number 11 overall prospect. So those guys are neck and neck. Derek and I talked about that on Friday's episode of Five Thoughts. Uh, number three on this list is not a household name at all. This was a fifth-round pick by the Twins 
just a few years ago in 2016. Uh, he is a right-handed pitcher who stands six foot four from Canada originally, named Jordan. Is it pronounced Balazovich? Jordan Balazovich, and he is, according to Keith Law, their third best prospect in the organization. Uh, for Cedar Rapids last year, A ball as a 19 year old, he struck out. 78 batters in 61 innings in the 12 games he played in. I don't know. He hasn't pitched in many games. He's only pitched in 30 games in the three years he's been a part of the Twins organization. So, But he's yeah. number three on the prospect list. I think it surprised a lot of people to see that name pop that high. I mean, I didn't follow Cedar Rapids super closely other than the huge names that we talk about a lot. But I can tell you that this guy is a right-handed pitcher. He's six foot four and from Canada originally, so that's the uh, extent of my scouting yeah. report. Uh, number for the Colonels last year. Number four, Bruzdar Gratterol. Number five, a second round pick from a few years ago, outfielder Akil Badu. Mm-hmm. Number six is Blaine Enloe, who I believe came over in that. Year. No, the Twins drafted Blaine Enloe. Yep, yeah, sure he, did. he didn't come over in the Yankees trade. Um, Trevor Larnick, the outfielder, number seven. Jose Miranda is number eight. Edouard Colina, a right-handed pitcher, ninth overall prospect for the Twins, and then an outfielder at number 10 named Gilberto Celestino. Mm, that's like a that fun name. baseball name. That's, a, that's an awesome baseball yes, name. Yes, sir. Yes. So uh, I don't – this is one of the first times I've looked at the Twins' top 10 prospect list, and I'm sort of clueless on three or four of them. And I think it's just because they've done – they've made so many transactions and they've drafted so many players the last two or three years – and a lot of the guys that were on that list for a long time, the Buxtons, the Sonos, the Barrios, the Rosarios, they're all off they're the list now. now. Yeah. And now it's the next wave, Derek. Yeah, what happened to Nick Gordon? Um, Steven Not Gonzalez, on this list? He, yeah, wow, that's, that's right. These are guys we've been talking about a lot, and both of those guys that I just mentioned, Steven Gonzalez and Nick Gordon, have been fixtures on that top 10, top 5 list for the Twins for the past couple of years. They're here in camp. I've he's seen both four, of them. He's 14th on Keith Law's list. Brent Rooker is number 11. Yeah, I just think it depends on what you're looking for in a prospect. Are you looking for a guy who might be that superstar, or are you looking for a guy you're pretty sure will have a 10-year big league career? Because Nick Gordon's not going to wow you with any tool or skill, and he's he's not old by any means, but it seems like we've been talking about him for a while. I just think if you're looking for a guy who you know, you've got a reasonable bet to make it to the big leagues. He'd be on that short list for me. I, but Keith Law knows a lot more about prospects than I do. I'm not here to fight the list or argue it. Um, I just think him. that the Twins tweet some shots at him. Yeah, I'll subtweet him actually and see if uh, <laughs> see if somebody shares that dig with him. I, look, the thing that we've got to look at, and we can talk about the whole list all we want to. We could talk about their top 100 prospects. The fact that they have Royce Lewis and Alex Kirilov knocking on the door of double-A this year, I think Kirilov will start at double-A, actually. Royce, I'd probably start in advanced, you know, high-A Fort Myers, but both of those guys could be in double-A by the end of the season. One of them, Kirilov, I think could be in the big leagues by the end of the season. The fact that you have those two guys headlining your list, it's a really good spot to be for the Twins right now, where, yeah, we'll figure out the core that's in the big leagues right now, but... A year, two years, three years down the line, you're expecting those two guys to be yeah. fixtures in your lineup, and I think that's the part that we just can't talk about enough. And gentlemen, in our final minute or two here, it's the unveiling of a new mini segment here on Touch 'Em All. Okay, the Random Twin of the Week. I like yes. it. Okay, mm-hmm. so this week's Random Twin hit 58 career home runs in a Twins uniform. Used to eat a banana and mayo sandwich before every game. 
And when he went when he went to another team, he once allowed seven stolen bases as a catcher in one game and had to be removed in the middle of an inning, causing this to happen. With the move, I wasn't trying to embarrass him in any way. But it's just a move that at the time, at that moment, I just felt like I had to do it. Had to bench his catcher during an inning, something almost never seen in baseball, after the Astros stole seven bases and the catcher made another error. That catcher was Matthew LeCroy. Matthew LeCroy is our random Seven twin stolen bases? Yeah. yeah. Well, his arm was shot by that point. The rest in peace, the great Frank Robinson. Um, yeah. Make that move. Wow. Yep. But yeah, Maddie Lee Croy. I wouldn't have got the banana and mayo sandwich, but as soon as you said seven stolen bases in an inning, I was like, oh, okay, I got this. One. <laughs> That's Derek Wetmore in Florida. Thanks to Manny, Rami. Find Touch Em All on the Score North Twins feed. If you're listening live, Matthew Collar up next. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator skin. Man, I love Operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and 320 and 23.